welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from artists and creative mothers sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mum and continue to make art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and mother of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. Thank you for joining me. My guest today is Paria Ziarkat. Paria is a painter and high school teacher, perhaps best known in Mount Gambier for her Stoby Pole project. She is a mother of two children who she affectionately refers to as the Gremlins. This episode contains discussion around premature birth. Welcome to the podcast, Paria. It's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm a little bit familiar with you as an artist. I follow you on Instagram and and see what you're up to. But for those people that might not be familiar with you and your work, could you give us a rundown of the sort of art that you do? You're also a school teacher. So maybe just sharing a little bit about how you got into art, what you've been up to, that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, So I guess not many people would actually probably know my art practice. They probably would know me more as that lady that painted the stoby poles and um, the art teacher as well. So um, it's kind of, when I was at university, art, obviously I was studying an undergraduate, but um, that was when I kind of really found my passion, um, had lots of exhibitions, met, met lots of like-minded people as well. Um, unfortunately, with everything that happens, life, um, you know, moved back to Mount Gambier after my mum had passed away and all of those other aspirations kind of put on were put on the back burner and I did my teaching degree. So um, it wasn't until recently, probably about 2019, um, that I've actually returned to my own art making. So it's been a very long process. So I've always had um, this interest and passion for the body and movement um, a lot of the artwork that I was producing at university was based around my husband and my relationship. So I used to do a lot of figurative work, so linking in the bodies and then kind of went into abstraction, um, a lot of surrealist pieces. However, now I'm finding that more of a lot more of my artwork is becoming more about my environment around me and the influences of the gremlins, obviously, um, still my husband, but just, you know, that my external environment around me at the moment. So do you remember how you got into art when when you were younger? Was it something that was sort of in your family? Oh, I do. I remember um, we lived in Lucendale when I was younger and I remember my teacher entered, I did this candle making and they entered it into the Lucendale field days and I won. I won, I won 50 cents and I was it was amazing, but I just, I mean, it wasn't just the money, but I just remember th- remember thinking how much fun I had with the whole making experience. And then I guess from then, I just, I remember as a kid just doing lots and lots of sketches and just having um, copious folios, just, you know, scribbling in all of the time. Um, and definitely in my teenage years, um, obviously studying art and design as well. And I had a brilliant art teacher when I was in year 12 who I currently work with as well so Leah Fox is amazing um so yeah so art's always been a big part of my life I guess um it 
it's just, you know, finding that time to explore and experiment. Yeah, for sure. And you're and not only being a, a school teacher, you also run classes and, and events for um, the community as well. Like anyone can come along and do, do classes with you. Yeah, so um, recently um, a, a, another local artist and myself, so Ruth Stevenson and I um, are work colleagues, but we're also local artists. And she and I have been um, providing um, sip and paint sessions in Mount Gambia. So we, we kicked off with the Fringe event um, this year. God, it feels like a while ago. Uh, yeah, so we kicked off our um, fringe event, and we we are hashtag two gals painting. So artscape with wine works is what we call ourselves, and we've had such a positive um, feedback from the community that we ran another session with um, Lumpstone Coast Pantry as well, and with another session at Caroline Hills, and then another one at Nara. Um, obviously, you know, we did have one planned for this weekend and unfortunately with the lockdown, um, we've had to postpone that for now. So, but we are still de most definitely looking at creating more and more experiences for the community to actually um, be a part of. So, yeah, definitely jump on board, check us out on Instagram and you'll see more and more of us <laughs> coming out. Absolutely. Big projects. Do you think that the concept of being able to drink wine while you paint is a really tantalising sort of draw for people who might be nervous about painting, but then inhibitions sort of disappear a little bit with that with that wine? I think, I, I definitely think so. And I think the space that we, that Ruth and I are providing is um, a fun, safe space. So, you know, people feel as though they are not being judged. You know, there's, there's no real criticism. They can basically express themselves and a lot of these sessions have been groups of people coming in and enjoying that time together so um, you know whether it's a birthday or um, it's just a girls night out we've had also we've had it's not just for females as well so we've had male participants as well who really enjoyed themselves um, but yeah definitely as you said we've definitely found that you know that glass of wine helps sort of free those inhibitions um, however, we also have a number of participants who um, don't partake in the alcohol side and, you know, they might have a mocktail or they've just come for the experience, so, which is really nice to see. So, and the support, as I said, that we've received has been amazing. Mm. Do you, so, obviously, you're finding more women uh, are coming to the classes? Yeah, I think so. More, obviously, more women than men are, um, are deciding to participate. I think just because it's a little bit more of a, um, you know, that whole idea of a girl's night out, mm. you know, the afternoon with the girls as well. So, um, however, the event we had at Kunara, we had um, a, a handful of male participants there as well. And they were really surprised with um, the night and how they actually went and what they were able actually to create as well. And what we love is what I'm loving is that um, the, indivi the individuality that's coming out out of all of these sessions as well. So, you know, we give guests samples and, you know, this is potentially what you could create. However, at the end of the day, if you want to do a landscape that we presented you with a still life, then go for it. It is, it's all about that artistic interpretation. So, um, yeah, it's expressive yeah. and fun. 
yeah, fun. Yeah, that's that social aspect and that community sort of aspect more than it's not about creating something that has to be perfect and it's going to be critiqued. Yeah, it's all fun. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. wonderful. So you mentioned briefly your gremlins. You affectionately refer to your children yeah. as gremlins. Tell us about them. <laughs> the gremlins, yes. Um, so my oldest daughter is, um, her name is Chara and she is eight. And then my son Trey is seven years old. And yes, I affectionately call them the gremlins. Um, I just remember, you know what it's like. I remember when they were babies and they used to feed. It was just this, it was like they could not stop. They were like little animals. Just, and I just, I just remember saying to my husband once, well, they're like gremlins. They just, and anyway, and it just kind of stuck. And um, yeah, so, but they're amazing. They are probably one of my biggest supporters um, throughout this whole um, artistic venture. Um, they just, yeah, they love seeing what mum's going to create, uh, what's, what's, you know, what's the next project and um, our, our lounge room slash kitchen slash dining area is now mum's makeshift studio space. So it's kind of everywhere. So they're definitely involved in it. <laughs> it's, it's right there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are very much a part of my art making process more so than I realise, I think, especially with the concepts and um, the ideas that I have. Um, a lot of it come from them. They're such, they're such um, animated individuals, those two. They, they could play for hours and hours on end. Just imagination play. They, um, it's amazing to watch. Um, and we still, the conversations that we have, I remember doing a concept um, and it was, you know, my daughter used to ask me, oh, mum, what does what does the rainbow taste like? Um, you know, what about clouds? And I'm like, okay, you know, what do you think they taste like? You know, what would happen if we you know, brought this together? What if we put them camping? It'd be so amazing. But yeah, it's it's that childhood imagination that's pretty magic. Mm, it allows you to sort of um, think about things in a different way that you probably haven't thought of for a long time. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, not take life so seriously sometimes. Yeah. And your children actually appear in your work as well. I've noticed on the, the stovey poles. They're your they, couple of little yeah. people in there. They do. They um as I said, they they're such a big part of my art making, I guess, that whole experience of um you'll notice um, I've already I've got two concepts in the poles. One's of my daughter, she's in her dance gear. Um you might notice that baby panda is there. Yeah. So yeah her toy teddy is um the fifth member of our family and I swear that is the luckiest panda toy panda ever that panda has been to Europe Asia it's been around all parts of Australia um my husband has run back two blocks in Rome because she left it at a and b in Rome so he's driven back we've been home and he's driven all the way back to Millicent because she left baby panda at the playground Oh, so, I know. <laughs> so yes, they are very much a part of my art making. I think um, I kind of feel like it, it would be a real disconnect if they weren't for me personally. Um, as I said, it's you know you are with your children 
a lot of the time and the conversations that we have and I feel as though um, you know from when I started from 2019 until now I'm, I'm really starting to see my skills and my art practice start to develop a little bit more as well and they are very much a part of that as well so yeah is it important to you that they are a part of it like you want them to know what you're doing and um the art is so important in your life you want to give them that sort of appreciation for having having a an outlet I suppose different to you oh, yeah yes absolutely I definitely do I um you know everything that I do artistic not just artistically but the events that we've that I've been running with Bruce with the sip and paint um I don't keep anything like that from them so they know exactly what I'm doing and they help me with my Instagram posts because I'm not great and it takes really long time and I'm still learning I've I've only joined Instagram in the past two years um and Facebook as well so it's it's been an eye-opener for me but they are such an encouragement and they always say oh mom you're doing a really good job but what do you think about using this picture instead of this picture and then you know they help me out with colors and it's just it's yeah it's a really nice I want them to be able to see that if they are passionate about something then they can go for it and there's no there's no limits I don't want them to just settle for um oh well you know this is life so but you know yeah. if they do something they can they need to go and work for it and make it happen if it makes them happy mum guilt or that sort of I know that that's a word that that society sort of throws around yes um yes. but how do you feel about that oh I've always had that mum guilt even before I became a mum or even before I um started that art making um I'm a very sort of you know give 150 percent to everything that I do and when I started teaching that was very much how I was you know I wanted to really sort of feel comfortable in that space and um, I remember returning back to work um, I returned full-time because my husband and I my husband and I swapped so he stayed at home with the gremlins so he was at home for four years and then I was at work um, and you know the teaching 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 life is very um, it seems to be continuous you know you don't kind of just finish you walk out that door at four o'clock you don't you know your mind doesn't quite always switch off so it's when I'm not playing it's it's it, you know I'm marking or I'm planning I'm always doing something so yeah there was always that little bit of guilt um that you felt and I always have that anyway I think I don't know whether you have that as well but it's not just that mum guilt it's like it's the wife guilt it's the friend guilt it's the when do we it's so hard to make time for everybody um, I think now I think more so it's important for me to realise that um, not to think of it as mum guilt anymore but but realise that um, I think they need to have a better version of mum and if mum needs to be in that creative space then they're going to get a better version of me rather than me sort of trying not to be in that creative space if that makes sense mm, no it makes perfect sense so it's something that you require for yourself to to make you the person that you want to be to present to your children I suppose absolutely yeah absolutely and they can see you know they see the difference that makes in me as well 
and my, my husband's the same. It's um, I I now understand, you know, I'll be 40 next year, and, but now I understand how important it is to, to have that time and to take that time. And it's, you know, we shouldn't feel guilty about it because when we don't take that time, it's like you bottle all of that energy up and then unfortunately that becomes really toxic and I don't want that to happen. So mm. if I can't and I can't be creative then I'm not the, the best version of myself for them absolutely um you mentioned about your husband being at home with the kids while you went back to work that um level of support that you had it's it's so important isn't it having having that around you to be able to achieve what you want to do not just in your art but you know your your working life which is so much to do with art um yeah and also for your kids too to see that there are other ways for families to function. It isn't this just traditional mum stays at home while dad goes off to work. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, he, yeah, he is um, a, an amazing role model for the gremlins. Um, you know, it's portray to see that, like you said, it's not just the female's role to do the cooking and the cleaning and do the washing and take care of the kids. It's, you know, we share that role and, we, we are a family unit, so everyone contributes as well. And, you know, we raise the gremlins that way as well. Mum and dad don't do anything for you. We, you know, we don't call it chores. It's about helping the family unit and helping us function as a really um, positive family unit. So, you know, there are times, and my, and my son has said, you know, I don't like clean my room, cleaning my room, but I know I have to get it done. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's right. And if you don't get it done, mum gets really angry and then she uses that really loud mum voice that you don't like. So just clean your So yeah, but no, it's been such an amazing support and through everything. I'm um I'm like all my ideas are like, woo, 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 I've got so many things going on. And then I say to him, Oh, I've got this idea, I wanna make this happen, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. And then he'll just really calmly go, Okay, so how are you gonna make this happen? what are some of the things that you need to think about so he's very much that um he'll bring me back down to earth and go i'll think oh damn so right okay hang on but i can do this part of it maybe not just all of it right now so and he got and he reminds me he says well you know remember you are you work full time when are you going to do the rest of this and i go well do you know what there's some of the weekends i can do things on the weekends and i can do things after work and i can (laughs) but he never says no which is great yeah, so he's like, he's that little sort of balance, the balance to your enthusiasm, but without shutting it down, it's it's moulding it oh. and finding the ways that it can, can yeah. actually happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he just, I think, I think it's because he knows if he shuts it down, I'm just like, oh, but what if, what if we did this instead? Like, what do you think about this instead? So, yeah. When, <laughs> when I said to him in, in lockdown, when I said, I really want to paint with Joey Pauls. And he goes, right, how are you going to do that? I said, oh, I might just email council and see what happens. So, and it kind of scrolled on from there. So he would prime the Joey Pauls and um, pressure clean them and bring thing, bring me things when I've forgotten things when I'm at the pole. <laughs> like, oh, I need, I need this. Quick, can you bring it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like when I was at Crouch Street. So I've left this colour at home. Could you please just bring it really quickly? Just pop the gremlins in the car. It won't take very long. 
do you find yourself like when you're moving around town, whether you're driving or walking, you're just constantly looking at blank spaces like, oh, I could paint on there. <laughs> it's like you've read my mind. <laughs> yes, all the time. And the gremlins say it now too. They go, Mum, you would love that wall space. Oh, Mum, there's this venting and it's just plain. Um, yes, they, they, they find me spaces all the time. And because I started in our hallway as well, so I've painted, so, I mean, it's not quite finished yet, but we made it a bit of a family project. So um, they started, I let them have a space down the bottom of each of the walls and then I would just go over the top and sort of create. But yeah, that I haven't finished. After that, I went to the letterbox. And then after the letterbox, I went to the scrubby poles. And then you went to Ripley Arcade as well. You've done yes, you've done yes. So Ripley Arcade. yeah. So Ruth and I um, collab did a collaboration with that one. So we applied for the Creative Arts Fund last year to be able to work in that space. And I, oh, I don't know if you remember. Like it's almost I I vaguely remember now what it was like. But just walking through that space, it was just so gloomy and just didn't have that inviting um, appearance about it. And the, the idea of a celebration of dance was actually Ruth's main idea. And then we worked in together to actually create the actual mural space itself. It's like over 20 metres long. So mm. um, yeah, it's amazing now. And I walked in there last week or maybe the week after I took the gremlins down there um, to pick up dinner and just, I had been down there at night time and I had to record it because it just it just looks so much fun and they still love it. They still love sort of weaving through the poles and, you know, running along and, and you know, doing all the little poses of the silhouettes. So, yeah, mm. it's just opened it up. And so many people have just said that it's become such a more inviting and um, a real, a lot safer space. They felt a lot safer in that space to walk down as well. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. When you had your children, were you using art then as a, a sort of a tool to, to spend time within yourself, like as your own sort of outlet? No, no. I had nothing. I had, it sounds really odd, but I um, I was not doing any form of art making. So when I finished university, as I said, after my mum passed away, I spent one more year at uni. It wasn't a full year. So I finished my degree and then I, we moved back to Mount Gambier because I had a younger sister. Um, so I wanted to be with them. And then I didn't do anything. I just went and did my teaching degree and then um, I needed to be here in Mount Gambier. And then um, I got a teaching position. And just from there, I just went, I went straight into teaching and I just sort of gave that 100%. And then um, I had the gremlins and... I just, I remember um, when I met Chara, she, oh, she didn't sleep. So she, like the first, I remember saying to my sister, when I got home, I rang my sister and I was not happy. I said, how, I said, you're a bitch. You didn't tell me any of this. You didn't tell me that this was what it was going to be like. And she said to me, I, if I'd said anything, you wouldn't have any kids. I just, that first night we brought her home, she slept for 15 minute intervals. And like when we were in the hospital, she was the only baby that you could hear crying. 
myself and my husband quite a bit of time to actually get her settled in. I don't know. I was so naive. I just thought babies did the right thing. I thought all they did was eat and sleep. And <laughs> I didn't know we had to teach them how to breastfeed. Like, who knew that? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so such a emotional, you know, motherhood is it's strange enough, but, you know, it doesn't come with a um, a manual and it's, yeah, it just took me a really long time to get my mind around that. But then um, we had Chara and Trey so close together. So I got pregnant with Trey when Chara was six months old. And then um, he was born really early. So he was born at 26 weeks. So we had such a tumultuous time. Like we spent 10 weeks in Adelaide and um Oh, just so many things were going on, but I did keep a journal though. I kept a journal and I used to do lots of little sketches in there. Um, so his two books are filled, which I've actually lent to two other friends who've had kids um, prematurely. So they've really um, got a bit of support from that and a bit of help from that. So, but yeah, I didn't, and then nothing happened until, yeah, sort of end of 2018, 2019, I started kind of, you know, they were both back at they were both at school, so I felt as though I had a bit more time for me. Um, and then the other big thing is putting yourself out there as well as not just a person, but just as an artist. You know, actually, I've always been really self conscious about um, doing that, so it took me a while to go. Well, you know what? I can do this. I, you know judge and that's fine and then yeah I set up the account my sister helped me out um it was like back and forth over the phone for about a month and she's like no you're not doing this right you gotta upload this and blah, blah, blah. and then yeah anyway yeah from 2019 um I started creating work and I'd entered a couple of um art competitions all, all unsuccessful I've entered a few art competitions and none of them have been successful but I've I'm really proud of myself because I'm getting myself out there. Um, I'm practicing, I'm making, I'm, you know, being critical of myself and challenging myself, which is, I think, a really big move for me. Um, you know, three years of um, actual actively making for me, but also for my family has been just exactly what my soul has needed. So you briefly mentioned the gremlins are doing, were helping out with the painting in the hallway. Are they both mm -hmm. like artistic? They're followed in your footsteps in that sort of way. They love their painting and, and that kind they of stuff. They do. Yeah. They, I think my son has a bit more patience when it comes to sort of the more hands-on sort of sculpture work. He loves that side of it. Whereas um, Chara has a lot more patience with, with rendering. So blending colors together. So he's, really finding that knack um however i can't tell them you know just because i'm an art teacher and i practice art myself doesn't mean that they're going to listen to me because they know better so <laughs> kind of like mum just back off and i know i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing i don't want to try and blend um you know these two different tones of green together because i know what i'm doing but <laughs> yeah no they 
any sort of that that creative side. Um, they both um, uh, have piano lessons, and she does calisthenics. Um, yeah, they're very very creative. They are. They will often make me these little notes with um, characters, and you know, it's a have a nice day, mum. You're the best mum in the world, kind of type thing. So, which is really really sweet. So yeah, I um that yeah. Uh, definitely that artistic side I can see from both of them. Yeah, that's wonderful. Twenty six weeks is very early, isn't it? It is very early. Yes, he was a um, big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Big surprise. I I remember that day we we're um, doing Christmas photos. So we're trying to get Chara to stay on, um, to stay still essentially. And she kept like, anyway, Dylan had gone out to mow the lawns. And I just, when I woke up that morning, I, I didn't feel right. I felt really uncomfortable and I felt a bit sore, but you know, after you have the first one, you always kind of think, oh, that's normal because yeah. body's already shifted in so many different ways. And you've got this other child that you're carrying. Um, so I just didn't think anything of it until um, I, yeah, I actually went to pick her up and I dropped her and like I couldn't actually, yeah, it was, I was in that much pain so I came in and, but yeah, it was, by the time we got to the hospital, I was already four and a half centimetres dilated. So yeah, they tried to stop all my contractions and everything, but it didn't work. So they, I had him here. It just so happened the day that I had him, every single specialist was actually in town. So, yeah, highly recommend having a baby during the day. That's really helpful. So he was born on Tuesday afternoon. And, yeah, but they were amazing. Um, Dr. Weatherall delivered him and they um, – I saw him for about five seconds and they put him into a sandwich bag, pushed it into a little, into a little sandwich bag, put him into a little sandwich bag, and um, MedStar came and got him and um, he flew to Adelaide with my husband. So then I, I had to stay that night because I had an emergency C-section. So, and then my sister-in-law came and got Chara and, she, and that's the longest that we've actually, the first time, the longest we've actually spent away from her. So she stayed in that Gambia for seven days and then they drove her up to Adelaide after that. So, yeah. Wow. An ordeal. Absolutely. My yeah. But it's lovely that you're able to use your journals that you write to, to share with others to help with them experience. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I remember what it was like and I said to Dylan, if we can offer them any sort of support, I said, I'll, I'll do it. So, yeah, I've always, so at the moment, it's my sister's friends that are in Adelaide at the moment. So they've got the journals and they've got the little teddies that he's had as well so yeah it's sort of it's not an easy um easy thing to go through it's like you know up and down and I couldn't even imagine and these couples the two couples that are going through it this is their first child so you imagine you know not even have that not even having that experience first and then having your very first child and not knowing whether they're going to survive is just heartbreaking mm. and having to make so many decisions for your child is yeah it's really yeah like I said heartbreaking yeah wow yeah but he is like 
if you meet him, he is, you wouldn't even, you couldn't even tell that he's a pecan baby. He is like 200% my, me, like things happening all the time for me. He's, he's exactly like me. He's like, he can't switch his brain off. He's, he's like, he's active all the time. He has to be moving to the point where even when he was a toddler, he would fall off his dinner chair quite often because he just couldn't be still. Because that's just the way he is. So, <laughs> I know. He's just raring to go. He just wants to get in and get things done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I always say that that's why he came early because he just... Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he just couldn't wait. Oh, bless no. little darling. I think I, um, I actually have a really strong network of friends, like a very strong group of friends. So, and they are amazing women who are so creative, not specifically artistically, um, but creative in their own way. You know, they run their own businesses. One is um, a works with hair and makeup. Um, she's built her business from the ground up. Another one runs her own um, restaurant with her husband. Um, once again, built, built their business from the ground up. Um, another one has just recently opened, um, started her own business from home. Um, and my other girlfriends are just so strong, not necessarily about that female empowerment, but it's just about the strength that they have individually and not realising it. I think that's just... I think I really wanted to be able to talk about that and just say that, you know, they, I'm so proud of them and they inspire me more than they know, I think. Mm. Uh, and they're all mothers and they all have their own beautiful creative side, but they, um, as I said, they're so strong and they don't even realise it most of the time. that is exactly what I did for so long I think you know not valuing um, my own process for a long time and not realizing that I actually really need this as well and now that I'm doing it I am so much better for it and the family unit is so much better for it I mean not all the time because mummies are always busy but in a good way you know they love going to bed and I've just started a piece and then they wake up in the morning and they see it and they just go, whoa, mum, did you do this last night? I go, yeah, 100%. I'm, I've got, I'm like magic, magic, my wand, and it just happens. Oh, they're so proud of you. <laughs> I know they are. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do you have anything else coming up that you wanted to share? Well, definitely hashtag two girls painting artscape. So Ruth and I are definitely still going to be um, working with and planning more events. Obviously, um, just with the COVID lockdown restrictions at the moment, um, it just means that it's just been pushed back a little bit, but we're still, it's all still happening. Um, I'm still going to be art making. Um, so I've actually got a canvas that I actually started last week. So that's pretty exciting. So I'm definitely still, as I said 
earlier, I'm still entering all these different art competitions and I'm just going to still sort of not be successful, but I'm still going to do it. It's, you know, I'm going to put myself out there. Yep. Put myself out there is important. So, yeah. It is a big step, isn't it, though, saying I'm willing to fail, basically. Like you're, you're willing to say I want people to know who I am and I don't mind yeah. if I'm not the best at it, but I just want to share what I've got, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see my artwork out there, I think. Um, I love because that's the great thing about social media, about Instagram, is that you can make connections with somebody from across the world. And even with everything that is happening down, happening now, this pandemic that we're seeing ourselves living through, um, you know, I'm making connections with artists from um, England, and I'm making connections with artists from. Um, all different parts of the world but the fact is that at the moment you need that artistic process is getting a lot of people through COVID and the loneliness that some people might feel you know being on that online platform is is that little bit of support as well and you know if you can scroll some of those pages and see some artwork some amazing processes coming through and that might help somebody then I, I think that's beautiful. Mm. Absolutely, and it is. It's it's so important right now that we do stay connected, even though we're yeah. not we're not next to each other, but we're we're still yeah. communicating. And like you said, if someone can see something you've painted and just take some comfort from that, I suppose, um, and the connection yeah. that they make, that's so important. Yeah, bring a smile to someone's day. I always say, she's kind. Thank you so yeah. much, Priya. It's been an absolute pleasure having you and sharing. Um, with us and all the best thank you so much for having me i've loved talking to you Um, thank you yeah it's been great take care of yourself and um stay safe and enjoy time with your family yeah thanks so much priya it's been lovely thanks allison priya would like to thank tracy davies from gorilla art group in adelaide who helped her with her stoby pole painting project not a new concept but a new initiative in mount gambia and Perea was really proud to have brought it there.